Well, good morning, and uh, join me in your Bibles in uh, Luke chapter 2 as we continue our, our study in Luke. And <clears throat> we've been, we've been uh, looking over this uh, song of Zacharias where he's, uh, <clears throat> when, when <clears throat> Joseph and Mary brought the, the child to the temple to, to do as was required by the law, and, and in verse 25 of Luke chapter 2 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the man was just and devout, justified by, by God, and waiting for the consolation of Israel. In last, our last lesson, we, we brought out that that word... Uh, Many times is uh, translated comfort, and uh, we noted that uh, I believe it was Hawker that said the Holy Spirit is the Comforter, but Christ is the Comfort. And uh, <clears throat> so he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were, were spoken of him. <clears throat> and Simeon blessed them and said, Mary, said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again in, of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken again. Yea, a sword shall pierce through his own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And uh, so he he quotes quite a few scriptures in the things that he's been saying, and, and today we're going to particularly uh, look at uh, this, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> you know, we, last time we were we were kind of looking at Isaiah chapter sixty-one, one, <clears throat> which the Lord quotes in in la- later on in Luke chapter seven, where he went to the synagogue and opened the book, and and he, the place where he read was. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, and because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, from quoting from Isaiah chapter 61, <clears throat> He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the cap- captives, the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort <clears throat> all that mourn that that word consolation there, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, 
the the planting of the Lord that he might be be glorified and then he closes out he goes to in verse 10 of that chapter he praises God because he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation and with the robe of righteousness that <clears throat> and when we had a a lesson devoted to that that robe of righteousness but it's this this great comfort that the Lord gives is is nothing less than he himself and his work on our behalf and and it's to all it's to every kindred nation tongue and tribe it's not to the uh, you know back then they they were a little bit uh, irate when they when someone might mention that that other others might have a relationship with God that they have no dealings with the Samaritans and 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 everybody else was heathens and barbarians and uh, and and so he says here in Luke chapter two verse thirty, mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. And and that was not a popular thing even in Jesus' time. And we'll read some scriptures from a little bit further on in the in the gospel here, where Jesus says some things that uh, the local. Jews were pretty incensed about, but it was always God's purpose, and his, and He changes not, <clears throat> and His purpose always consisted of saving a people from every kindred, tribe, nation, tongue, and people. What tells us in the Revelation uh, five nine, <clears throat> and He says, "Thou was slain, and has redeemed us out of every." Kindred tongue. It's the gospel, <clears throat> the the death, burial, and resurrection. The the necessity for for one to be slain to take their place, to pay their their redemption price, and <clears throat> and not just for the the Jews only, but it was always it was always about the Lord's church. It was always about the elect. It was always about the sheep from every fold that he had. <clears throat> Acts 13.47 Paul notes that when the Jews turned away from the gospel which he was presenting, a group of Gentiles rejoiced in it. <clears throat> and in Acts 13.47 he says, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad, and they glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Uh, religion always tries to turn that phrase around, as many as believed were ordained to eternal life, but that's not not really what it says is it? Uh, it's it was the lord's purpose that they would hear the gospel and it was the lord's purpose that they would hear it at this very time the acceptable year of the lord to appoint to them that mourn in zion to hear the gospel and for the holy spirit to to breathe into them the breath of life to to give them rebirth and when they saw it, they were glad and, and rejoiced. 
And <clears throat> they were comforted by the, the light of the gospel because the Son, Jesus, had been revealed to them. And we've been examining this, this part that Zacharias and Simeon have played in, in regarding Christ and uh, drawing attention to this, this part where Simeon is talking. And, and really the Old Testament and the New Testaments were really just the same because all the things that he's saying is from the Old Testament. It's just recorded in the New Testament. <laughs> but it's not new. And they're really the same testifying of Jesus who was to come and Jesus who did in fact come. And at this juncture, he's holding him in his arms, the Lord's Christ, and declaring what he'd been told from the beginning, this, this consolation, this comfort to all the church of every kindred, tongue, and people and nation. And a light to lighten the Gentiles. And as our Pastor Norm mentioned Wednesday night, for those that could remember all the way back years ago when he was doing the study in Revelation, that this this phrase here from Luke chapter 2 was the, the launching point for that study in Revelation because this word lighten in the Greek is the, is the word uh, apocalypsis. Apocalypse, the, the the word that's translated the revelation of Jesus Christ in in that book that uh, the Holy Spirit guided John to, to write, Revelation one one the the revelation of Jesus Christ the revealing it just means the revealing God reveals His Son to whom He would <coughs> and <coughs> He reveals Him to the church to the people out of every kindred, tongue, nation, and tribe. He reveals him at the appointed time, at the, ex the acceptable uh, time that the Lord has appointed, the, the <coughs> acceptable year of the Lord. And <coughs> there's many well-known scriptures that, that when we talk about a light to lighten the Gentiles, that phrase is, is repeated several times in the Old Testament. But in, in other forms... It's it's spoken of quite a bit, and we're, I want to read just a few of them this morning from the Psalms. I wanted to look at the Psalms, the Prophet, and the Law, because that's what the Lord said. Look to them; in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of Me. And so, in some way, shape, or form, all the Scriptures are testifying to the redemption work of Christ, and. So we go to the Psalms, Psalm 65, 1, a Psalm of David. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. What a comfort. <laughs> I'm I'm beset by all sides with with iniquities and transgressions, but the Lord said, "I'll purge them away." Blessed, this is a this is just a wonderful verse here. He says, "Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and cause to approach unto thee, 
that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea. What a, what a great comforting scripture that the Lord would cause someone that had no desire. The, the psalm in, in 14 said, there's none that seeketh God. There's none righteous. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. And yet, out of those, out of every kindred, tongue, nation, tribe, people, he causes some to come to me. Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. They'll all come and they'll all be welcome. And he will purge all of their sins, all their transgressions. Thou shalt purge them away like they never existed. <clears throat> that that robe of righteousness that the pastor talked about that was Wednesday night that was pure, whiter than than could be made with fuller soap and refined by fire. It was so there's not a spot or any imperfection in the way that Christ presents the church to the Father. Thou thou hast given me these people I'll pay their sins and I'll present to them without spot and without wrinkle and there'll be a glory. <clears throat> Psalm 98.3 says, He hath remembered His mercy and His truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. People from every kindred, tongue, nation, tribe. <clears throat> from the prophets and and. Isaiah most notably has probably the most references to this that that are just uh, blatant. I would say just for lack of, <laughs> but I'm sure there's a, a plenty more that are that are m- mentioned in the other prophets. But Isaiah has the ones that that are most closely akin to what what's recorded here in Luke. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them hath the light shine. Isaiah 9.2 <clears throat> And the, the people that walk in darkness is everyone. And when the sun is revealed to them, the sun of righteousness, that it's a great light. That, and that light shines on them. Isaiah 42.1 Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail. There's comfort for the church. He shall not fail. Nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith the God, the Lord, that he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he hath given bread unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant 
of the people for a light of the Gentiles. Jesus is the covenant. He is the light. <clears throat> Isaiah 42.7 goes on to say, to open blind eyes. <clears throat> uh, you know, if, if we were all blind in this assembly, I could turn on all the switches out there in the auditorium and it would make no difference because no one could see it. <laughs> there could be all the light in the world focused in on them, unless it was real hot like sometimes these here lights are. <laughs> you wouldn't know that there was a light on until your eyes, blind eyes were open and then you, then you could see that, that light. <clears throat> to open blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. What, what allegories about the condition that we're in? We're in bondage. We're in prison. We can't see. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. Will I not give to another neither my praise to graven images? And uh, Next we'll go to Isaiah 49. And, and I just want to say this block of scripture in Isaiah 49, it's just kind of like Ephesians. There's just no good starting place or quitting place in it because it's just... I just feel like when Isaiah was writing it, it was just like Paul was saying, oh, and, and guess what else? And what else? And what else? And, and it was all so exciting and so wonderful. It, he hardly could take a breath in, in it. There's hardly a pause in it. Isaiah 49, 6 said, And he said, It is a light thing that thou should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth. Isn't that interesting? He, he gives this wonderful gift, and he said, and yet he's despised and rejected of men. To him whom the nations abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because the Lord, because of the Lord that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, and He shall choose thee. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation I have helped thee. A day that He appointed, a day that He foreordained. I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant to the people to establish the earth, to cause, to inherit the desolate heritages, the, the, the ones that despised and rejected him, the ones that were lost, the ones that were <clears throat> blinded, that were locked in the pit of despair from the fall, from sin. <clears throat> he said that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them, for he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from afar, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim 
Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. They're going to come from everywhere, from the north, from the west, from the east. In Isaiah 52.10, it says, The Lord made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. The sun shall no more be thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Isaiah 60, verse 19. I skipped from verse 3 to 19 there just for time-wise, but it's all wonderful, but... uh, An everlasting light. There's And there's a couple of things I wanted to point out in this block of Isaiah here before we move on to the next one. He, he said, Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. Jehovah shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And it'll, he's going to be an everlasting light. And thy God, thy glory. <clears throat> now, we're going to segue into the law here, the, the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. And we're going to move to the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis. Because I just can't believe that the Bible would start off with anything but the gospel. What would be the point? (laughs) So join me over in Genesis, the first chapter, as we look at this, a light to the Gentiles. And remember back at this beginning, they're all Gentiles. (laughs) In in Genesis chapter 1, I think Charles Spurgeon said there should just be a period after God. There, in the beginning, God, because it just it just describes that before anything, He was eternal. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and that indicates when you create something, you create it out of nothing. When you make something, you take something that exists. And then you make something out of it, like we take wood in the shop downtown and make a cabinet out of it or pencil holder or whatever, what have you. But we take something that's existing and we, and we, and we make that into, into something else. <clears throat> Only God can create out of nothing. Only God can speak and it, it comes into existence. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Remember what it said 
in Isaiah 62, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness of people. And if you if you look those up in your Strong's Concordance, uh, it, it, it's not a happy set of words there. The earth was without form. Uh, it kind of says it was uh, useless and and destruction and misery it talks about and darkness darkness is many times translated as error in the scriptures <laughs> darkness was upon the face of the deep and so <clears throat> the next verse we have and and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters so in these opening verses of genesis we have god the father elohim introduced to us we have the Spirit of God, and now we look for the Son of God, and then we find him in the next verse, verse 3, God said, let there be light. And God saw, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. This this word, let there be, is is in the Hebrew, is the uh, one half of the word for Jehovah, the the Hova part, <laughs> the existent part, and it and it indicates a an eternalness of it. So it wasn't like God said, "Turn turn the light on." He's introducing the light of the world. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness of the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. <clears throat> and so the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and then here comes the sun, the light. Not the sun that comes later, but the Son of God, light. Let there be. It means to exist. It's the same word that we find when he told Moses. When Moses says, well, who shall I say sent me? And he says, I am that I am. The self-existent, eternal Jehovah that changes not. He was always God. God is light, and in Him is no darkness. He was always light. And, he, and Jesus is the manifestation of the Father. <clears throat> I am that I am. That's what you shall say unto the children of Israel. I am hath sent me unto you. And then Jesus Himself said in John chapter 8, verse 58, before Abraham was, I am. <clears throat> I am a light of the world. I am the light to the Gentiles. <clears throat> and we find that root word, <clears throat> this same word in Genesis 2 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that L-O-R-D, the Lord 
Jehovah God made the earth and the heavens. <clears throat> of course, we could go over to John chapter 1 to get an amplification of that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the beginning was the same with God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness. This darkness that was on the face of the deep, this darkness that Isaiah wrote about, darkness was on the people, and the darkness comprehended it not. Their eyes had have to be open to see. <clears throat> and then we find, if we read on through here in John chapter 1, there, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light. Kind of much the same as we find the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit will come, he will testify of me. John was not that light, but he said he was to to testify of that light. He was to bear witness of that light. And here we in in verse eight of that we find that that word light is capitalized, so it's a proper name of the Lord. And uh, and also in verse nine, that was the true capital L light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, Jew and Gentile alike. To the blind, again, there, there is no light unless it's revealed to them. To have blind eyes from every nation open, to reveal light to those who have all their lives sat in great darkness. They just couldn't see anything. For Simeon now to say that the child he held in his arms was a light to lighten the Gentiles. And, and that word lighten is, again, apocalypsis. To, it's a revealing. A revealing of Jesus. And that's what has to happen. He has to be revealed. And it wasn't a popular stance at that time. <laughs> Probably not in any time, but particularly now. Uh, for him to say that uh, in Luke chapter 4 someday we'll manage to get there Lord willing but in Luke chapter 4 we find Jesus in his ministry and he in verse 14 of chapter 4 he said Jesus uh, returned in the power of the spirit unto Galilee and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And we read this from Isaiah earlier. Chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down and the eyes of all them 
that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he said unto them, he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all the religious folks are going, What you said. And they all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Well, is this Joseph's son? Is this not Joseph's son? A carpenter guy from Nazareth? Nothing good comes from there. In verse 23, he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But then he says something not popular. He says, But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Lysias the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian, not Jews. <laughs> and they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. You, God, it's our God. He can't be healing those folks. <laughs> he can't have nothing to do with those people we despise that we are way better than. <clears throat> and they took him out, and it said they were going to cast him over the hill, and th their blind eyes were just not open to that scripture. The wonderfulness, the, the comfort of it, the, the blind eyes being opened, to take them out of prison that they've been in the bondage of all this time, <clears throat> and that it would apply to all the world to the Gentiles as well as the Jews? No, not, not acceptable. In Acts 13, 44, and we'll read this and then close out our study for today. <clears throat> the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Paul and Barnabas were preaching the gospel there. and When the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. And spake against those things which were spoken of by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. We're not blind. We're not in prison. We're not in bondage to no man. Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region, but the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy 
and with the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> but there was a lot of Gentile believers in there when they left. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of Israel, the, the church. <clears throat> we'll stop there. Thank you for your attention. And it'll always be free. We'll pick up next time further on in Luke chapter 2.